I loved going into my grandmother's house. It was filled with smells and sights and sounds that made me smile and feel warm. Ever since her death 18 years ago, I have missed walking into that house. A couple months back, uh, we were in Oxford, Massachusetts for my uncle's funeral, and we drove by my grandmother's house, and from the outside, it looked very much the same. But I know it will never be the same for me. Someone once said, a house is made with walls and beams, but a home is built with love and dreams. There's so much more to a home than the furniture or the carpet or the furnishings. I close my eyes and I can see, I can look around my grandmother's house. And every memory is filled uh, with beauty. Every memory is cherished. And maybe you have those places in your life. And I thank God every day for the way my grandmother lives is still alive uh, in my heart. Oftentimes churches are called houses of God. But how important for these places, these houses of worship, how important for this place to be a household of God. As Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, as we heard from that second chapter, there's a lot that goes into uh, being a healthy and happy household. We heard some of those things raised up during the children's message, sharing together, working together, loving each other, singing together, all those things that make us a household. This is what we are called to be as a church in ministry together. No matter how we've got here, no matter what our past, no matter who we are, we are no longer strangers or aliens, but citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God. That comforts me to remember that we have a church, we're called to be a church, we're called to be a house of God, that not just a house of God, but is a household of God. Everyone who comes to this church needs to feel transformed from stranger to welcomed member of the household of God. I remember talking to someone who shared uh, the experience they had when they came to this church. And it was wonderful to hear the image they had for this place. They said that it's a place where when people come here, they feel as if they were being hugged. Now that's a good thing to have. It reminds me of a family circus uh, comic strip where the little boy, one of the little boys says something like, we have to hug a lot because our arms are the only ones that God has. Now, whether we are literally hugging people, which is a good thing as well, or just providing a feeling as a household of God, people need to feel that warmth of God's love surrounding them. And we need to be a people, a household that has no boundaries. So that anyone who comes here knows, no matter, again, how they identify themselves, know that they have a place. They have a home within this place. 
John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, used to say, the world is my parish. Today, we could say something like, the world is our household. Because no matter where we are, as people of God, we're supposed to offer to each other an attitude, a perspective, a sharing, which shows how we are all part of this family of God, which, as Paul wrote, is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone. Jesus is the one who gave us the idea of a household of God. He was not being mean in that third chapter uh, of Mark that we read from when he uh, said, who are my mother and my brothers? I always felt for her, his mother and brother standing there. But he's not being mean to them. What he's saying is that, that uh, just making the point that all who struggle to do the will of God, are all, we're all part of one great family. Where Jesus sort of the head of the household. We are in this together. And by this, I don't just mean the, this church or this community, but we are in this world together. And in the midst of a society that often is facing great dissonance and disconnect, we need to be people that help others feel welcomed, feel affirmed, feel accepted. Like at our best, when at our family's best, we felt. Whenever at times we felt uncertain or unworthy or unable, we could know we could turn again at our family's best to them and feel at home again. This is why it's so important to be involved in things like uh, the Friday Cafe or the Outdoor Church Family Ministry because and there's so much more going on than offering food, than providing food. It is providing a connection to community. It's making connections that need to be made in a disconnected world. It's helping people see themselves, as Lane appropriately pointed out this morning, as part of something bigger than themselves, not alone and adrift in this world. We all need that. And to make that happen, we all need to be involved in making it happen. And that's the hard thing in our culture, that where, where we find ourselves taught to be consumers. Being part, part of the household of God is not about consumerism. It's, it's, it's about contributing. It's not just about what you, I hope you get a lot from the church. But it's not about what you get from the church that is fundamental. It is how we contribute. As in any household, we need each other to make this work. Church isn't like a spiritual supermarket or a spiritual sort of department store that exists for only for us to meet our needs. Again, I hope it meets your needs. But one of the ways I hope it meets your needs is by the way you help to meet the need that surrounds us. That need we all have to be a part of something beautiful and powerful and purposeful and meaningful. To make that happen, we're called to make it happen. I know growing up in the church I did, there were people who really made that church a household of God for me. 
people like Arthur Bills. Arthur Bills was probably 60 or so, seemed very old at that time, <laughs> 60 or so uh, when I was growing up in the church. And he was a man who never held any office or any official position in the church. But he would cook for suppers that the youth group would serve at the church. And also he would even go with us on youth group retreats just to cook for us while we were away on this re these retreats. He was never involved in any programming. He would just be in the kitchen cooking. But he was also always open when you went in the kitchen to look in the refrigerator or something. He didn't always shoo you away. He would greet you with a warm greeting and a, and a pleasant smile. He made you feel like you were part of something important, something wonderful. Like so many other people who serve in God's ministry in so many beautiful ways. Arthur Bills was not the most outspoken person in the world. He was not what you would call the most gifted person in the world. He was not, you know, this, this leader as we might describe leaders today. But someone who simply involved his whole heart in sharing in the ministry of this church. Arthur Bills died about 10 years ago. He died in his apartment, an apartment he had lived in for many years by himself. And the reason why they knew something was up and actually found him was because there was a church supper and he hadn't shown up to cook. And everyone was wondering, where's Arthur? Where's Mr. Bills? And I, I, I know he died in that apartment alone. But I also know that he lives on in children and youth who are part of Wesley Church in Worcester. Because of him, each of them were made to feel more at home in the household of God. And I know you know people like that in your life. May it be in faith communities of your past or maybe in other ways. People who were not necessarily the, the leaders, however we define them, but people who led with their heart, who shared with you an accepting and welcoming presence, let you knew it was okay to be who you, who you were. And maybe in whatever small way, just encourage you to be all you could be. I believe we're all called to be involved in the ministry of the household of God. Not everyone can do Friday Cafe, but some can. Not everyone can do the outdoor church sandwich ministry, but some can. Not anyone, everyone can teach Sunday school or volunteer in the nursery, but some can. Not everyone can provide for coffee hour, but some can. Not everyone can help to feel a youth or child engaged and a part of a household of God, but some of us can. None of us can do everything, but all of us can do what we can do to make this place a household of God. With people in it that share what gifts they have to make this place come alive in ministry. You know, we talked in the, in the adult forum about the importance of 
Freedom Massachusetts, the campaign to make sure we say yes to question three. To allow transgender people to know that who they are is okay. To let people know that how they identify themselves is a beautiful thing. And that they are accepted and affirmed and welcome in whatever setting they find themselves. Just as we would pray we would be accepted and affirmed in whatever set setting we find ourselves. That is about being the household of God. Don't oftentimes talk about specific politics and voting, but saying yes to question three is saying we want our state to be a household of God. I read somewhere recently about this small boy who went for the first time to a symphony. And he was amazed at the different uh, musicians as they came onto the stage and the different instruments that they carried. He was amazed that you know, some were young and some were old, some were thin and some were not as thin. Some were women, some were men, some were, had hair, some were bald. Uh, one by one, they picked up, he noticed they picked up their instruments and they uh, started to play each of their instruments and, and none of the music sounded the same. And then he observed this person coming to the front and picking up this black stick and holding it up and all of a sudden there was silence. And with a wave of that stick, all of a sudden, all that difference became beautiful music. And he thought it was incredible. With Christ leading us as we're called to follow, with all of our wonderful differences, with our differing opinions on all sorts of things, with our different backgrounds, we can make beautiful ministry together and we can model for a world a way that uh, we can do this together even though we come from different places and maybe even have different futures. But we are connected, we are united, we are somehow a household who can love each other and hope together and live together and work together But to do this, we need to be involved. You need to be involved. So I look forward to how, what you will offer of all that Christ has given you, what how you will offer your prayers, your presence, your witness, your gifts, your service, to help our ministry come alive. And not only our ministry come alive, but to help this city that we're a part of, this state we're part of, that this nation we're part of, this world that we're part of, how do you offer who you are, all of who you are, so that folks can feel at home, a part of the household of God? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for bringing us here on this morning from different places, for different reasons, 
with different backgrounds. Help us to share in ministry together. Help us to know that you have called us to this place and you have called us to go from this place listening, striving to understand, open, seeking and searching, wondering and wandering together. If anyone comes this morning with a special burden in their heart, dear God, let them feel only the power that only your light can give to them and let them know, surrounded by this praying community, surrounded by this loving church family, this ministry we share in together, they can face whatever they face because tomorrow is a tomorrow you hold in your hands. We pray all of these prayers, dear God, knowing that you are with us, that we are never alone. Help us to allow others to know the same. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's sing together on page 2042 of the Faith We Sing hymnal. How lovely, Lord, how lovely. Please stand if you are able. Sing 2042 in the Black Faith We Sing hymnal. Thank you. 